Um, I also feel like I do need to start censoring myself a little bit more because I am talking to someone that might actually go into something. So, I mean, if they can't love you at your secret life, worst. No, I think they do deserve me to love me at my best without having to deal with the trauma of this. <laughs> yeah, I did fully make Chloe stop listening to this. That's smart. And honestly, I, re- I thank you for that because it was getting increasingly hard to look Chloe in the eye for me. Mm-hmm. I just talk about fucking you too many times for um, me to be on good terms. She, she knows we have an open relationship only when it comes to you. Yeah. Well, in many ways, we're the ones with the open relationship. You're not wrong. Anyone I hook up with is a side piece. But I guess I'm just a little more dedicated to this than you are. Sorry. I can't even... Never mind. I'm not going to say that. I really did not even want to come back to this. No. But now that I'm here, it feels good. I wish I could relate to that part. Um, I've been in constant pain ever since. I will say, I'm not saying they're related, but I did start my little mental health crisis immediately after watching this episode. Hmm. Hmm. What else is Brenda Hampton going to take from us? Well, she already took my virginity. Some would say our virginity. Yeah. One, two, three, four, go! Falling in love. It's such an easy thing to do. Let's get to it. Please get to it. Let's stop talking. Let's get to it. Let's fall in love. Oh my god, how are you? So good. So much has happened. Has it? Yeah. Really? I graduated. I mean, people do that every day in America. I'm just kidding. That's such a huge accomplishment. I'm so, so proud of you and all of your hard work and your effort and you're wonderful and radiant. Thanks. Um, Do you know that people with master's degrees um, on average live for less time than people with PhDs? And also, just in general, people with master's degrees. So I really fucked myself over on that one. Well, it's because, like, they take a couple extra years for your PhD and kind of tack it on in the end of your life mm-hmm. as kind of like a repayment program. Yeah. Um, I believe it was Jimmy Carter who passed that one. Mm. Yeah, he was a pretty good guy, actually. Like, I don't think he was a good president, but, like, I think there's one who isn't completely evil all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happened? I'm actually going to get up and get an ice pack from my fridge that's like two feet away because I got in a car accident and my car is totaled. Boo. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thanks for sending me money, Jesse. I never responded to it, but it warmed my heart. I was just a little overwhelmed. Oh, for sure. I didn't really expect a response, (laughs) but also one would have been fucking nice, but whatever. No, I do thank you for waiting until we're on a public forum to thank me for that because now... You know, I set the transaction to private. I'm like, how will people know that I'm a good person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So this actually really warms my heart that you thought of me enough to wait until we were on a venue where people listen to us speak to say what a great person I am. I just knew what kind of thank you you would appreciate. Yes. My love language is attention. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, so my car totaled. Did you find out from insurance if you can get a new one or anything yet? Oh my god, listen to this. This bitch, Barbara, my insurance agent, my claims adjuster, if you will. I already hate her just from the name. She calls me. Well, no. First of all, she's like, I need to get in touch with you. And I was like, great. Here's the times you can call me. And she's like, great. I'm going to call you this afternoon. It gets to be like 4.30. And she hasn't called me. And I'm like, the workday's done at 5. It's a Friday. So I call her. And then we do the whole thing, right? They, you have to do like a recorded thing. For the record, this accident was not my fault. Someone hit me whipping out of Aldi's. Mm. Mm. What kind of car was it? You know, surprisingly, you know, if we if we like rank cars um, by how much of a piece of shit they are, mine ranks like really high, right? Huge yes. piece of shit, right? Yes. R.I.P. Yeah. A legend, but truly um a car that has made me cry more than i think any car should make anybody cry a car that's made me cry yeah yeah because it gets so fucking hot because there's no air conditioning yeah that's true (laughs) then i have to disguise it as sweat so you don't notice um but this person's car was actually an even uh worse piece of shit than mine oh but I was I was hoping it was going to be a Tesla on autopilot, but I guess <laughs> since your car didn't explode, that that was kind of unlikely to start with. Um, but yeah, so I like talked to Barbara on Friday, and we're like going through. You have to do like a recorded statement. We're going through all the questions. She asks me so many questions that they're like trick questions, like I'm taking a test. Oh yeah. But she's like, do you know if he was driving his car or somebody else's? And I was like, how the absolute fuck would I know if he was driving his car or somebody else's? Yeah. Anyway, he wasn't driving his car. He was driving his son's car. But and then so we go through this whole thing, right? She asks me all these questions and then she starts telling me that, like, you know, my insurance agency is going to cut me a check. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa shouldn't his insurance cut me a check because it's his fault? Yeah. And she's like, well, like, here's the deal. And then she's like, well, let me just look at the claim. And then she opens the claim from the other insurance company, and she's like, oh, that driver accepted 100% liability. And I was like, so you didn't even have to ask me all of these fucking questions? You just didn't do your job? And I just Barbara, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I spent 27 minutes talking to her. I'm sorry, like, I'm not about cancel culture, but fire Barbara. I Get know. her in a different line of work. Except I did talk to her today because I was like, I need a job. I need a car to do my job. Okay. And she's like, well, you don't have rental insurance, but his insurance should pay for you to get a rental car for Hell at least yeah. a little bit. And so I was like, all right. So I called his um, insurance agent. Surprise, she didn't pick up, so... Mm. I'm going to be hounding that bitch tomorrow because yeah. I need a car. But anyway. Is it, it going to be like the episode of New Adventures of Old Christine where Christine's car gets totaled and she gets like a giant SUV and all of a sudden she understands why rich people are so mean? Exactly like that. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Um, No, I do need to buy a new car though. And it's like a really good market to, i don't know if you know this but cars are really there's so many available supply and demand is really you know high 
Just kidding. You're saying this as if it's untrue. It is a fucking horrible market to buy mm. a car right now. So I'm really happy for myself. I'm also really happy that, you know, I was planning on getting a new car after my job starts later this summer. But now I got to get a car while I don't have that job started. So I got to like bring them an offer letter and be like, no, look, I am going to get paid. That's always the hardest part. In a couple. But here's the thing is I don't have a car because someone hit me whipping out of the Aldi. And my car, he hit my wheel well just in the perfect place where it is totaled. I mean, my car was a piece of shit, right? Yeah. So it's going to be expensive to repair. And they're going to be like, "Eh, it's not worth it to do these repairs. I'm going to be like, true story. Would you like my car for the time being? No. I also need mine to get to work, but I don't really give a shit. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I have so many people who are offering to let me borrow a car, which is very nice. But um, I'm, like, really hoping this rental car situation comes through. Yeah. Because today I spent all day at home. I needed to babysit, so they dropped the kid off here. Oh. Um... Almost kind of a nightmare situation. Yeah. I wouldn't want a child in my apartment. I mean, also, it's, like, not familiar to him, you know? Like, it's just, like, he was screaming, and I do have neighbors, but it's fine. How old is the kid? He almost two. Okay. So, but whatever. I keep on keeping on. In better news, Fern... Has been on Prozac. Oh, good for Fern. For almost a week. And she... I'm, like, actually kind of sad because she doesn't need constant attention anymore. So she, like, doesn't come and, like, jump on my chest while I'm, like, watching TV. Yeah. Which I know is, like, so much healthier for her, right? Like, she's just, like... Yeah. Currently, she's, like, literally just, like... Not trying to get in my... Oh, no, my microphone is falling. Currently, she's, like, not just trying to, like, get into my lap. She's just, like, sitting... Oh, she's just there. She's just sitting so nicely. She looks so chill. I know. But, um... Yeah. No, I, I, I do get the, like, kind of... Like, me and Linus are both so mentally ill in such complimentary ways um, that if he would ever, like do any work on himself and get to a better place, I think it would ruin my life. I know. Luckily, he doesn't want to go to therapy because he doesn't believe in it, and um, he thinks drugs are for the weak, so... I know. He told me he's been listening to a lot of, like, Joe Rogan to help Yeah. Him. Yeah. No, it's kind of annoying because it's like, I'll be trying to listen to other stuff or, like, watch television. Right. You know? You're trying I'll to put listen on an episode to, like... of I'll put on an episode of Heartstopper, and he'll just kind of blast... You know, the Daily Wires podcast in my ears while I'm trying to watch these, you know, little gays kiss. Sure. I mean, what's probably really happening is he's listening to an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast and you're listening to, like, a different episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. We do kind of create situations where it seems as if Joe is talking to himself. Mm. Isn't he, though? I mean, in many ways. Um, but yeah, the, I think those are all the big updates. I graduated. I totaled my car. I, um, 
that's really it. That's huge for you. Yeah, I th- I think it is, you know. I'm really proud of you for both of those things. Thank you. Or it's been up with you. You've been loving your job. Yep, really you're, having a great time. You're not um, on leave right now. Very satisfied. Um, really feel good about everything going on. Um, uh, oh, actually, a huge thing for me while you were busy like graduating and stuff. I was also doing important things. Um, I did switch to an eight-inch short um, with the occasional six-inch um, when I want to feel sexy. Wow, so that's been really huge for me. That um, is huge for you. I have really good legs, and it kind of took a Jensen McRae song to really internalize that. Honestly, you do have really good legs. And can you send me where you get your shorts? Because I love the look of, like, masculine shorts, but I can never get ones that, like, fit me well. So, and cut this. Cut this fucking part. But I get them at the Gap, and I hate myself for it, but... I'm not going to cut that. All my shorts come from the Gap. No, cut that. I have a reputation to uphold. (laughs) People aren't going to want to fuck me in my six-inch gap shorts. Oh, that's something else that happened. Um, I got fucked um, by both my job and a man with the largest penis I've ever seen. So, Do you want me to keep this in but take out the part where you talk about the gap shorts? <laughs> um, this is all fiction, of course. Or is it? We'll never know. It all, that's one secret I'll never tell. XOXO. I want to get some sponsors for this podcast and I wanted them to all be like adamandeve.com and like bigboysfuckbigboys.com, you know? Juicy Boys is a dream sponsor of mine. (laughs) Um, What's the fake one you did? Vitamin or Sunny D? uh, Sunny Delight. I don't, I kind of blacked out for that whole (laughs) moment. So I actually don't know what I said and I've been too afraid to listen to the episode. Yeah, fair. Um, all this to say, I'm living high on the hog right now. That is the strangest phrase. It's a phrase. I'm living high on the hog. Yeah. Sure. Isn't that straight? I don't know. I also have a Squishmallow now, so I really am, like, thriving. Oh, cute. My friend gave it to me. Incredible. Was it Sarah? No. Was it Maddie? You do not know this friend. Was it the one who makes the shirts? What? The shirt that you... Oh, another thing that Jesse and I did was we went to an Ali and AJ concert and a Japanese breakfast concert. Yes, in the same week, like, three days apart. It was actually two days apart. Can you remember what the fuck we did? I know what we did. Last summer? Okay, Roadhead. Listen, Japanese Breakfast was so good. That was maybe the best concert I've ever been to. And Ali and AJ was good, but the vibes were weird. Like, a lot of, like, gay men and straight and, women but not in like a group where they were coming together you know like not like oh we're straight women and here's our gay friend it was like gay men coming in more than one way if you know what i mean and well, i was responsible for having that <laughs> but um <clears throat> and just a lot of straight women and like their husbands that they dragged along who like obviously yeah. did not want to be there who well, also didn't know how to grow beards 
craziest moment of my life was walking out of the like super empowering Ali and AJ song where they like took a break to make people donate to the Trevor Project and everything. Um, walking out behind two straight straight couples and hearing one of them yell the F slur at a taxi cab. That's so powerful. It really was. In that moment, I was like, oh, I've just witnessed history. Wow, that's fucking horrible. Yeah, so that was just really like, huh. Because that really was, like, I don't know. Certain members of the audience I really, really enjoyed and vibed with. But, like, unfortunately, the people who came for, like, the nostalgia factor um, seemed to suck. Yeah, like, they hadn't really listened to, like, any of the new album. Yeah. Also, during their encore performance, oh my god, they made us work for that encore, please. We clapped for, like, five minutes straight. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was egregious. <laughs> and there were not enough of us to do it that long, no. I hate to say. No. Um, like, it almost petered out, like, five times because there just simply were not enough people in the crowd. Yeah. But... They came out for the encore and they played A Touch of the Beat, which was, or what's it called? Don't Need Nothing. Something like that. I always think of it as A Touch of the Beat because yeah. that's the name of the album. And then, here's how you know the vibes of the crowd were like really off, right? I think it's so powerful that these sisters, who are both straight, are out here and they're talking about like donating to the Trevor Project. And, like, supporting young LGBTQ youth. And then they covered gay icon, twin sisters, Sarah and Tegan's song, Tegan Closer. And Sarah. What did I say? You said Sarah and Tegan, which is still correct, but also not the band name. <laughs> not the band name at all. I have a slight concussion from the accident. Um, just so, you know, you actually can't bully me. I can't say anything wrong during this time. Um... <laughs> but t- t- have you had a concussion for the last three seasons actually maybe so tegan and sarah's song closer sarah and tegan and let me tell you that's how you know a true ally from one of these fakes you know well, like to not only donate to the trevor project but to also play closer which is a gay banger a ganger, if you will. And you and I, we were jumping up and down, like, so excited. Like, they sounded really good singing this song. And it so was amazing. many people in the crowd were like, I don't know what this song is. Yeah, that was really was hard like, for me. Mm-mm. Homophobia, alive and well. Yeah. And then they finished with Potential Breakup Song, which was just... Oh. Anyway. That was actually really huge. I was asking if the friend was the one who made the shirt that you wore to that concert that gave you the Squishmallow. Oh, no. Also, I had to fully buy that shirt. Don't make him sound generous. Um, he has a merch line and forced well, you, me to buy it. You can but give someone yeah. something for money. I don't agree with that. That's what I do it. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but it is another one of my friends from work, um, who actually listens to the podcast from time to time, and I don't want to reward him for that behavior, so I'm not going to say his name. Gotcha. Yeah, respect. Yeah. (laughs) That that is depraved to listen to this podcast, if you know me in real life, and shame on anyone out there doing that. Welcome to Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. (laughs) 
My name is Erin. My name is Jesse. Today we're covering season four, episode one, When One Door Closes. Sometimes it should say, stay closed. I'm, I'll say it. Yeah. Everyone else is afraid to say it. I think the door should be slammed shut and not opened ever again. This episode was directed by Keith Truesdell, written by Brenda Hampton. It aired, oh, you guessed it, June 13th, 2011. And in case you forgot from the fucking long time ago when we released the season finale, this is exactly one week after the, se- the season finale aired. I I can't get over that. They really were like, fuck, we gave this show too many contracts. We gotta just... This does feel like they were burning episodes. Mm-hmm. because, But they gave it another season after this, so... I think they renewed it for a fourth and fifth season at the same time. Never do that. No. Unless it's um, Abbott Elementary. Please renew that show for like 12 seasons right now. Yeah. And the Owl House rip. Oh my God. I fucking hate these fucking Christian moms of America. Anyway. I mean, like, it's hard for me to comment because I did found the group, but like... Not for that purpose. Yeah. Well, um, it aired to 3.07 million viewers. Great. Um, Jesse, do you have biblical context? I do. This week's biblical context comes from a little publication called the Mumbai Mirror. The headline reads, Ask the Sexpert. From masturbation to premature ejaculation, Dr. Mahinder Wafsa is here to answer all of your queries. Is that it? The first letter goes, I am a 19-year-old man. I have been addicted to porn and masturbation since I was in class 7. First, does it harm you and does it have any long-term effects on things like sex life and fertility in the future? Nowadays, I've noticed that the morning erection happens at odd times. In the middle of the night or sometimes during the day. Is this a big issue? A lot of times I get sexually aroused and then masturbate. The next minute I think, what kind of a gross thing did I do? And this happens more than once a day sometimes. I tend to objectify and get attracted to each and every woman I see in pictures, on the road, my female friends on social media, and so many other places. It's creating a big problem for me, as it looks cheap and creepy. What can I do to address this issue? Jesse, I just want to say it's really brave of you to read that letter that you wrote um, in 2011 on air. It was really important for me. Um, A couple things to point out in this letter and the ensuing response one i am a 19 year old man um the first letter of the response is from the age of 13 to 15 it is normal for a young person like you reaching maturity to get sexually aroused (laughs) (laughs) which either this person did not read the letter or just executed the sickest bird in history um and then It moves on to excessive masturbation, if not controlled, can cause problems for you in the future. Self-control is one of the ways to stop your urges. Read some books on sex education, which will be useful and also help in understanding your body. Porn can be addictive, so do not get obsessed by it and try to control your desire to watch porn, which may be the cause of your excessive sexual desires playing on in your mind. Involve yourself in studies, sports, and other constructive activities. This will take your mind off of sex profound i just thought this really um 
There's also two other letter, several other letters, and they're all. I think they are written by people on this show. Mm. Can I read you my favorite one? It's very small. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, they all are so good. <sighs> There's so many of these. Okay, two quick ones, and then I'm done. I'm a 28-year-old man. Whenever I try to have sex with my wife, I fail to penetrate her vagina. After several attempts, I get tired and stop further attempts. What should I do? Does he know where the vagina is? The response is, like, unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) If your wife has been examined by a gynecologist and everything is found to be normal, please get yourself examined to find out the reasons why you are unable to penetrate. (laughs) 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 And what... One last one. <laughs> this doctor is a saint and also a major sinner. Um, <laughs> I'm a 23-year-old man. I'm extremely worried about my penis, which is bent, and the foreskin is so hard that I cannot pull it back. The penis head is sensitive, and I cannot touch while masturbating as it hurts. Is there any medicine or home remedies to cure these? If yes, what are those? And um, the response is basically, you might have to get circumcised, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) In other news, I'm going to go back and find every single article by this person and read them all because I, it's such a delight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was talking to somebody who went to the same college as us about their dating experience at name names our college oh okay i can't read lips yeah yeah, yeah. she was telling me about how she dated these two guys at our college and they both admitted to her while they were dating that they had a porn addiction god bless them but i think people who went to our college I think people who went to our college's idea of a porn addiction is watching porn one time and enjoying it. Yep. That's it, actually. So. Anyway. Yeah. Purity culture will fuck you up. Did you ever join the NoFap forums? Nope. Um, so I have two articles. My first one I just think is relevant. Um, okay, it's the, slay. <laughs> it's from the television section of the New York Times. And it says, a television family tree that bears surprising fruit. And it says, the nine lives of Chloe King and switched at birth. New shows on ABC Family follow that network's trend of paying very little tribute to the conventional family. Which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Considering... Um, and then the second article I have, it was right underneath this one. It's from the art section of the New York Times, June 13th, 2011. Tracy Morgan plans meetings to make amends for anti-gay comments. Mr. Morgan, the comedian and 30 Rock co-star, said he will meet with lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender teenagers and parents of children who were killed in hate crimes and travel to Tennessee to apologize for a comedy routine that was condemned for its anti-gay remarks. All I can say is thank God that went down before two years ago. Yeah. 
Remember when people like took accountability for the things they said and like actually mm-hmm. tried to learn? Mm-hmm. Yep. God, I miss it. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get through this. Let's get down to business. I don't remember this episode. I know you watched it so long ago. Okay, here's the thing is that Jesse and I did try to record this episode um close to 2 weeks ago, I want to say. And um I was all set to record. I got set up. Um and then I realized I fully did not watch the episode. And that was the right choice. So this time I have watched the episode. Yay me. Um awesome. I'm proud of you. So we start in Ricky's apartment. Ricky and Amy are in his bedroom. Ricky's like trying to undress Amy. They look like they've aged five years and it's only been a week. Yeah. That's the wild part about this to me. That it's been a week? That like they probably didn't really take a long time between production of the last season and this season but they look so much older and so does john they finally let john speak in this episode yeah that's actually huge um also we don't know it's only been a week until way further along no 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 it's been a week in real life in the show it's been a couple months really it's been two months Never mind. I thought it... Has it been two months? Yes. I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, my God. So... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. John is talking, whatever. She's like, John's in the other room. And John comes in and is, like, talking to Amy. And then he, like, walks out. And he's just, like, playing unsupervised, I guess. He's, like, juggling knives in the other room. Can I go run with this pair of scissors? (laughs) Um, they, Ricky and Amy talk about her moving in because she's here all the time. And then we find out that Ashley is leaving with Toby today for their solo cross-country trip across the country. Apparently, Ashley is 16 now. Sure. Yeah. And apparently that's something you let a 16-year-old do. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess they didn't want to put her in a position where she has to run away. <laughs> True. Well, and Ricky is like, isn't it kind of like irresponsible to let these children go, you know, on a road trip? And Amy's like, well, I guess it's kind of crazy, right? But so are we, because we're thinking about living as a family unit and sharing labor and doing what kind of makes a lot of sense by living together. Hmm. That's actually, yeah, that's definitely the same level of crazy as um, fucking off on a year-long road trip as a literal teenager who knows nothing of the world. Yeah. So, Ricky is very interested in living together now that he's getting that good, good, if you know what I mean. What do you mean? Like, because, did he get, like, a raise at the butcher shop or something? No, she's been, like, making him dinner regularly. That's so nice of her. I know. Linus, shut up. Don't you ever (laughs) talk to Linus that way again. (laughs) I will fucking kill you. (laughs) 
So we've like school is still in session and it's been two months. I don't have any concept of time in the show. The school year does last 13 months of the year. Yeah. Which I don't think we talk about enough. Then Ricky convinces Amy that they should move in together. So she's like, he, 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 I guess as of today, I live here. And he's like, are you going to tell your parents? And she's like, no. And he's like, good choice. Such healthy communication behaviors. Love it. Honestly. And then um, she calls him a little more than a boyfriend and a little less than a husband, which I thought was very funny. And I was like, babe, that's a fiance. <gasps> It is. You're so smart. I, I can see why they gave you a master's. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and then she talks about how she hopes it doesn't seem insensitive to Adrian and Ben, that they're going to like move in together. She feels guilty. Um, they kiss. John has just been unsupervised in the other room for this entire conversation. As he should be. So then we go to the theme. I really struggled with coming up with an alternative theme. The only alternative theme I could think of was not in any way appropriate. It was like that. Something along those lines. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I think that fits. (laughs) Leave that in. No, I will not be doing that. In that case, that's my, um, alternative theme is specifically that line that i just sang you're welcome all right great um all right so we come back from the theme we're in the condo with adrian and ben it's like the morning ben is getting ready for school he talks about how there's a few months left and he's like well maybe you can come back to school next year and adrian's like i think i might just take the ged and Ben is like the good enough degree and it's like shut the fuck up Ben she can take the GED if she wants to take the GED yeah then Adrian's it is funny to call it the good enough degree I hate to say I wish I didn't think that was kind of clever alright I'm gonna kick Jesse off this call and finish this episode by myself I respect the hell out of everyone (laughs) who earns a GED let me make that clear okay (laughs) I was just thinking um, that you thought that's something that Ben said was funny is a is a real problem for me. Um. Well, you're not gonna like. No, you know what? I don't think I have anything too out of pocket that I liked. <laughs> so there was a split second where I was like, I feel like Ben's at least trying his best and not being a horrible horrible person throughout right. this episode. And then you immediately realize you're wrong. Um, I realized in probably the last um, minute and a half of the episode that I'm wrong. Yeah. So, Adrian... Okay, so Adrian says to Ben that she wants him to say hi to Amy and Grace for her. And then she's like, well, say hi to Grant for Grace. And then he's like, aren't you getting a little tired of communicating through text and email? I think... Ben is right to be concerned about Adrian. I do think he is bringing these concerns up in the worst way. Yes, I I think that as well. I also, 
have to cut him a little slack because at 16 that's a very hard way to know how to cope with this much grief and how to try to help well i think if dr fields was like better at his job oh for sure that's the thing i think if they would see like a real psychiatrist or like a real hell even a sociologist at this point i think could help yeah identify some patterns in human behavior yeah so ben tells adrian the plan for the night he's gonna go to school he's gonna go to work and then he's gonna have dinner at his dad's house and she's like yeah i know she's having an all-around hard time understandable he goes to leave and then he's like adrian and she's like no i don't want to have this conversation you do what you have to do and i'll do what i have to do and ben's basically like no like something needs to change and we find out that their baby would have been eight weeks old today that's really sad Mm-hmm. because it's been two months he ben suggests they go back to counseling and adrian's like he was a really great help to you he was not a good help to me um and then he's like why don't you see dr atava atavi 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 and um she's like i don't want pills you know respect because you have autonomy adrian I do wish you were interested in that. Yeah, it it can help. But, you know, of course they would, like, stigmatize being on antidepressants. Yeah. I think it's important to stigmatize those because, like, have you heard of all? I was going to make a reference to Elon Musk hating on Wellbutrin, but I couldn't think of a clever way to do it. Elon Musk hated on Wellbutrin? Yeah, he said that it should be illegal instead of fentanyl or something. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't love my. Know. I love my Wellbutrin. It is the cutest pill. It's purple. Oh, you have purple? That sucks. I want mine to be purple. What color are yours? White. Oh. Yeah. My first ones were blue. I don't take the extended release though i take the standard release oh i take extended release because i need a couple hits throughout the day yeah or sustained release i don't fucking remember what it's called anyway so Rush a bit, little bit, adrian is mad that ben called dr tavi behind her back which is understandable but i do see ben is trying to do you know what's good and she's like what i need to do right now is i need to watch tv and eat food and go into the nursery and imagine our baby and he's like i don't think going into the nursery is helpful and her response does not make sense because she says are you saying i'm fat (laughs) god i love this woman oh so that was a little confusing but yeah that was sick as hell honestly i don't i don't see an issue (laughs) so then we go to ruben and cindy at their house they basically just have like four fights mini fights in a row they fight about adrian going to the baby's grave if that would be helpful or not they fight about dr fields if that was helpful or not they fight about trying harder with adrian and Ruben is like, I can't try harder. This is a mother-daughter thing, which is fucking bullshit. Mm, yeah, bad. Bad move. 
And then they fight about her taking more time off. She already took a month off of work. And he's like, well, you could just quit your job. Shut the fuck up, Ruben. I think that's really important for more women to um, quit their jobs in support of their family because that's really where they belong. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. So then we go I'm back. I'm not to apologizing the- to you. I'm apologizing to women. Well, yeah, that wouldn't be apologizing to me. That's what I'm saying. So don't try to jump on this apology. That's like really like fucking rude of you. I got misgendered so many times this weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. That really sucks. It's okay. You need a hug? No. Oh, thanks. I really like that shirt. I'm going to get a matching one. Do it. I got it at Gap.com. I'm keeping that one in. Cut that. Fuck. I got it at Balenciaga. <laughs> That's even fucking worse. Are you kidding me? It's distressed, so I paid $3,000 for it. So we go to Adrian's condo again. She gets a call from Ruben. She's eating donuts. This, like, whole, like, I feel like they're poking fun of, like, using eating as a coping mechanism. But, like... Eating as a coping mechanism is probably, like, the nation's number one, like, most universal coping mechanism. And so I really did not appreciate that they did this. Yeah, I've been doing it nonstop this past couple weeks. Honestly, like, when something traumatic happens, like, it's very normal to gain weight. Yeah. And I don't like this, like, thing where it's like, yeah, this horrible thing happened, but wouldn't the worst thing be if Adrian got fat? Yeah, they really do kind of, yeah, that's kind of how they posit it. Like, <sighs> yeah. Adrian's fat. She really has nothing left. She doesn't have a baby, and now she's portly. Yeah. Um. Also, she's like, so Ruben asks to get lunch, and she's like, honestly, I don't want to get a lunch. Ben comes back into the into the condo, and he apologizes. And Adrian's like, I really hate this feeling of everybody worrying about me. It's a burden, and I don't want to, like, feel this burden while I also feel sad. And Ben says something about feeling better, and she's like, I don't want to feel better. I get that. Yeah. So then we go um, to the Bowman kitchen. Kathleen and Tom are having a conversation at the kitchen table about Rachel Tom's girlfriend and Kathleen is like she's on welfare she has two kids (laughs) she's much too poor for us yes um she Kathleen is basically insinuating that Rachel is a gold digger and when they get married if she divorces him he'll lose half his money and he's like honestly it would have been worth it um he doesn't care and she's like you're doing all of this for sex and Tom's like we're not even gonna have sex um and that's like a normal thing in marriages. I mean, take the marriage in this house. And that's like a sick burn. Because Kathleen and Jeff are definitely not fucking. Because Jeff went back to Africa. Yes, that's right. Ugh. So Tom's Poor like, Kathleen. it is time for me to leave and go to my job where I work in HR. Because that's very important. Yes. So then Tom leaves. Jack comes in. And I guess now there's, like, a thing where Rachel might move into the guest house. So Jack is like, maybe I can't live here. 
Okay, there's been a lot of like Jack and Kathleen. They're the lately. real like hidden couple of the show. That's what I'm saying. Like my note says, am I crazy or has there been a lot of sexual chemistry between these two? Well, that's the issue is they're both hot and they both obviously kind of want it. And so the actors it really are, comes through. The actors are like of similar ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So no, Kathleen is a real MILF, mother yeah. I'd like to friend, to quote um, Fergie. So we find out Grace is in Zimbabwe with Jeff right now. And Jack is like, I should leave the guest house. She's like, no, you can always like, you could live in the regular house if like Rachel moves in with Tom. They talk about Jeff and Kathleen. And he's like, are you going to move to Africa? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, you said you'd think about it. And she's like, yeah, I thought about how much I don't want to do it. Yeah. So. That is important to um, show that there is nothing worse than being in Africa. Right. Was he in Zimbabwe last time? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, at least they're consistent about that. Well, yeah, you gotta have one thing. Mm Mm-hmm. It starts with one thing, and you don't know why, but it doesn't even matter how hard you try. And you keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to explain in due time. All I know. Don't look at me like that. You're confusing me. Really? Yeah. I just did some free verse poetry impromptu. I doubt that. It was a Linkin Park song. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... We go to the Jurgens' house. We're in the kitchen. Amy is, like, trying to say goodbye to Ashley because Ashley's leaving today. She's making a sandwich. Amy goes over to hug Ashley. Ashley fully pulls a knife on Amy. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. Some hot girl shit, to be honest. Um, and Ashley Amy's... is, like, straight up a bad person. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, absolutely. She's the fucking worst because... So, Ashley is like, this might be the last time you ever see me. And Amy is like, can you not say shit like that? Like, it's, like not really the most sensitive thing to say and then ashley digs right into amy's insecurity and is like well you're not even being that sensitive like you and ricky are clearly sucking and fucking and that you're gonna move in together so some would say sucking fucking and trucking oh and like she's just like the confirmed worst because she like needles this point into ash into amy which, like, Amy is obviously, like, concerned about that because she has grown as a person and she's trying to be sensitive. Yeah. So, um, as they say goodbye, Ashley tells Amy, I hope you stay happy and I mean that. And Amy says, I hope you get happy and I mean that. Amy says, safe travels. And Ashley responds, safe sex. Sure. Which, if Ashley was a better character, that would be a funny line. If Ashley had a single ounce of emotion, that would be a better line. Yeah. So then we go to the high school. We're in the hallway. Ricky and Amy are macking. And he's, like, really pressuring her to not tell her parents that they're going to move in together that day. And then Amy brings up that Adrian will find out about them moving in together through Ben and Ricky's like, I literally don't understand. Like, what What does it matter? And then Ricky finds out that Amy did tell Adrian that they had started having sex. He's mad. 
And he's like, I don't want to be a weird foursome. Okay, just say you're boring, Ricky. Yeah, I actually think this would be the perfect foursome since they were all involved with each other at different times. I think they could have a lot of fun. Yeah. So I then think we... they could do it pretty effectively if like Amy and like even if, you know, Ricky and Ben don't want to do any gay shit or whatever, you know, if Amy and Adrian scissor while sucking off their respective man. I think they could have a good time. Do you know how powerful four simultaneous climaxes are? That could create nuclear fission enough to power a small town for weeks. They could solve the energy crisis. I don't think you know how energy works. I don't understand how sex works either, to be completely honest. (laughs) So, we go down the hall, like Ben interacts with Amy. She asks how he is, and he kind of snaps at her, and he's like, can you stop asking me that every goddamn fucking day? Um, And then she's like, yeah, I just like feel so awful. And she's like, I'm sorry, that must like suck to hear every day too. So I'm sorry for saying that. And then Ben asks her to stop by and try to see Adrian today. And he wants like Amy to go see her and like get her to go to therapy or to the doctor or something. And she's like, I kind of refrain from giving advice, which is kind of the right move. Like actually huge. Like when she says, I'm trying not to like, advise i'm just trying to be a friend like i don't know that people realize that a lot of times that's exactly what people need Mm -hmm. in those harder situations like you don't need someone telling you what to do you just need someone to kind of be with you yeah you just need someone to like sit with you and like eat donuts and watch oprah yeah and sometimes that can be so powerful to just like ignore the situation and just be with someone present in Mm -hmm. a moment yeah (sighs) so Ricky comes up. There's like this awkward interaction. Amy leaves to go get a note to leave the school at lunch to go see Adrian. Ricky and Ben fight. They, there's just heightened emotions all around. Um, and Ricky tells Ben that he's sorry that like everything sucks right now. And Ben's like, yeah, life sucks. Just not for you and Amy, I guess. That's Which shitty. is... I think that's a valid way that Ben is feeling, but also that's, like, not fair for him to put on them. Like Also, like, Amy and Ricky have both had legitimately very hard times lately. Like, this is the first time they've had, like, something good and to be happy about in a while. You know what I mean? Like, Ricky was literally, like, an abused child who was, right. like, traumatized and is only just now getting to a point in his life where he can, like let others in and amy had like the whole teen pregnancy thing and like dealing with him cheating on her and stuff like that like they both had a pretty shitty time as of late and to act like their life has always been so easy while ben's has been so hard right now is just like revisionist history at best Mm -hmm. and that is like something you can feel at the time but i think to put that on ricky is just unbelievably shitty Mm -hmm. so then we move from there to leo's office we find out he met with like some new inspector today and Leo says, this guy tweets. He thinks I should tweet. And Camille's like, you shouldn't. And I'm like, yeah, Leo would get canceled so quickly if he tweeted. How did I miss this? I fucking love Twitter. Um, Camille wants to talk to Leo about something personal. And she's like, can we move into your office? And he's like, no, we can just talk here. Um, We didn't pay for an office set. So then... 
she's like, well, there are security cameras. And he's like, I don't give a shit. So she starts whispering and she's like, I'm going to start looking for a new job because like your wife is home and like, I just like have decided that's what's best for me. And he's like, well, if you're going to look for a new job, you're going to do it from home. Get the fuck out of here, Camille. And then he like slams the door to his office like a baby. He so obviously wants to keep double dipping. Like he wants Betty for the sexual pleasure, but he wants all the emotional labor that um, Camille can do for him. Mm hmm. Yeah. And he's so angry that she's not willing to put up with that anymore. Mm hmm. Ow, that hurt my knee. Honestly, it was really hot. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, it's really distracting to try to do this um, podcast when, you know, my morning erection has moved to right now. <laughs> um, so then we go to the condo. Adrian has, like, a bunch of food in front of her. And I said, emotional eating is so funny. Um, Amy knocks I the- laughed my ass off. Um Right between my eight sleeves of Oreos and my three Pringles cans and my two and a half bagels that I was eating at the time. I know. Um, Amy knocks at the door. Adrian opens it. Amy starts a little bit too strong. She's a little too bubbly at first, but she she recovers. Um, Adrian offers Amy a churro. Amy does accept. Churro? Yeah. Then they bring up Grace and Amy is like, we all really miss you. Um, Amy tries to ask if she can bring schoolwork to Adrian. And Adrian's like, no, I literally like school's the last thing I want to do. And Amy says, I don't know what it's like, but I know it must be really tough. And Adrian's like, can we just change the subject? Let's talk about Ricky. Have things changed since you started having sex? And Amy is like, meh, yeah, a little bit. And then we find out that Adrian loves Ben and Ben loves Adrian. This part fucking broke my heart. And the only good thing about losing Mercy, which is the name of their baby, is that she knows she can count on Ben for the rest of their lives, which makes the rest of the episode fucking suck. Yeah, for sure. And like, I gotta say, this whole series, like Francia Reza carries the acting. Yeah. And like, she's so good in all these scenes and so heartbreaking. And now, ever since she left to film The Descendants, like, Shailene Woodley also has, mm-hmm. like, some chops. So, like, this scene was very, very affecting, in yeah. my opinion. It was like, good. Like, if they could just do only Amy Adrian scenes for the rest of the series, like, I think it would actually be worth watching. Yeah. So, Adrian asks if they can be honest with each other. And Amy basically tells Adrian that she's, like, happy for the first time in her life. And that she's been staying in the apartment a lot. So they've decided to like move in together. And Adrian says, good for you. Like, thank you for telling me. Now this conversation feels real. Like she's sick of people tiptoeing around her feelings. Which, as somebody who has been emotional and had like numerous bad things happen to me, I understand that. Yeah, for sure. But also I go to therapy. So I'm like, Adrian, maybe you should do that too. It's so hard to recommend therapy to Adrian when you know they're going to send her to Dr. Ken Fields, you know? I know. Like, there's Get no a other... referral, babe. I know. Seriously. So There's one restaurant and one therapist in town. Honestly. I, it's, like, wild to me that, like, her OBGYN didn't, like, send her to someone who specializes in, like, infant loss. 
I'll give her like any sort of resources to use, it seems. Yeah. So then we do go to Dr. Fields. He's talking to Ricky. We find out that Ricky still cares about Adrian, which like, of course. Yeah, it would be actually like super concerning if he didn't give a shit about what she's going through right now. Yeah. And then he says feeling sorry for her is dangerous and he hopes he won't do something stupid and that love changes people, which I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Ken Fields got his therapy um, degree in a Hallmark. Yeah. So Kathleen walks into a random thrift shop. Oh, who works there? Rachel, who I honestly did not even know that was Rachel. No clue. I was like, why is Kathleen yelling at this bitch? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So where's this hostile energy coming from? She's like, can we go get like some lunch? And Rachel is like, food is a luxury. So I'd rather not fight over it. This, can I say, I can kind of understand hostility from Kathleen. Where the fuck does Rachel get off? Like, what's she doing coming out swinging so early? I have no idea. Like, wouldn't you want to kind of win over Kathleen in this situation? Like, yeah. why is she so outwardly hostile? It truly makes me think that she might be doing something wrong. I know. So they talk about Tom and Kathleen is basically like, why would you be interested in him? He has limitations. And Rachel says that his heart isn't limited. She tells um, Kathleen the story of her domestic violence with her um, now ex-husband and that like he took her kids away for a couple months and she like lost everything trying to locate them and she sees so much more in tom than his down syndrome um and then grace calls kathleen and kathleen's like sorry i have to get this and kathleen is like oh i'm talking to rachel uh we're discussing her moving into the guest house kathleen this... i'm begging you to run a background check this scene is wild as hell yeah also, is the guest house big enough for four people to live in comfortably? I mean, they literally sleep in bunk beds in the living room. Yeah. Ooh. So then we go to the Ulysses S. Grant um, high school again. Amy and Ben are talking in the hallway after lunch. They talk about Adrian um, and how she's sad and like justifiably angry. And Ben is worried about the house like being really messy and he's like you know she's eating so much she's like not taking care of things um and he feels really bad for adrian and he says that like before when him and amy were in a fight when he said that he didn't want to be a husband and father like that kind of like set the ball rolling for like life to betray her and amy's like buddy show yourself some grace like you're literally a teenager this isn't your fault she gives him a hug everyone is watching them and then ricky comes up and like puts a protective arm around amy i don't really like this is starting to what feel the really fuck was that up like that was ricky is starting to feel really gross with me where he's like don't tell your parents and then like also like comes and brings like puts an arm around amy like i've been a ricky stan since day one that is true, and, and with no reason for and at least two seasons. done some horrible shit, but, like, this is, like, making you feel so gross. So then um, Ricky says to Ben, like, oh, you really are having a bad day. Yeah, but he is having a hard day. And then, like, Amy 
tells Ricky that like everyone is watching them. It's weird. And he's like, everyone is going to be watching every move the four of us make. What the hell? They need to get <laughs> cable television. Everyone at this school needs to find a fucking hobby. Mm-hmm. Why does anyone care? I'm sorry, but like in my high school, when people got pregnant, we just ignored them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We didn't make a fucking spectacle. We weren't watching their every move. Yeah. So then we go to Leo's house. Ben and Leo are like sitting on the couch post dinner. We find out Leo's on his second bottle of wine. Um, and Ben's like, oh, I'd love to drink some wine. And Leo's like, I don't believe in underage drinking. And so then You're ben, Italian. I know. Act like it. I know. So then, and then Ben's like, um, I don't feel like going home. And Leo's like, I don't feel like going upstairs. Um, and Ben's like, why? And Leo's like, that's something else I don't believe in. I don't believe in discussing my wife with my son. That's Which really is powerful, like, actually. You should never reveal anything about your life to your son. Well, but I think not discussing like your pro like your marriage problems with your son, like that's like an okay boundary to set. Oh, for sure. But he does also immediately break these boundaries because Ben starts to say something and Leo's like, Don't say it and Ben's like, I don't want to be married anymore and Leo says, Me either but we can't do anything about it. And then they both grab their like respective drinks and take a sip. Yeah. It's wine. really sucks that there's no way to not be married after you're married. You know, like it, it's really unfortunate. Ask Kathleen. She do. has a, she has a little bit of experience with that. Yeah. Just, um, honestly, all Leo would need to do is ask Kathleen to send Betty on a medical mission. Right. And then I think he could get out of being married pretty quick. But, I don't know. My only note there is I want to die. Um, Because that's just like... The conversation Ben Ben had with Amy does not make sense anymore. Yeah, and also it's like Ben wants Adrian to get over this quickly. Which, like... It's going to look different for everyone who is dealing with this kind of grief. It's just... But his solution seems to be, like, get over it. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I I had to remind myself multiple times that, like, I can't judge as harshly in most of the situations that I judge harshly for on the show because I've never been through anything remotely like this, so I have no idea how I'd act. But I like to think I'd act better than Ben. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it does feel like he's trying, but he's also just, like... Well, he's a kid who's never really had any struggles in life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just kind of difficult to watch him be so insensitive to a beautiful and graceful young lady who has had kind of a rough go of it. Yeah. And, like, this was the thing that was bringing her so much joy for the last couple months, and now it's gone. I know. So. Altogether a bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, great job, Brenda. Really knocked it out of the park once again. I just know this episode is go- or this season is going to be a tonal nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be swinging back and forth, swanging. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, that was season four, episode one. When one door closes, we are. S- I can s- finally see the light at the end of this tunnel. Let me tell you. I know. 
We've been doing this for over a year. I know. Please subscribe to our Patreon. Um, but this has been Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name's Aaron. And my name's whatever you want it to be. That's Jesse. Oh, you want it to be Jesse? Yeah, then I'm Jesse. <laughs> um, you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at your two gay friends. They're linked in the episode description. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at gojesse2k20. You can follow my bookstagram at no money, no prospects. Um, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor. You can send us an email at slwithjesseandaaron.gmail.com. Um, was that it? You can leave it. Oh, please rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And also please rate us on Spotify. Five stars only. Yeah. If you have like actual concerns and comments, um, leave us a five star review on iTunes and then say what you hate about us. Yeah. Here's the thing is that we're barely hanging on. This show has really killed our spirit. We were and, told it gets funny. So I'm waiting for that. I will say we were told it gets funny and then immediately told, no, not really. Some other people have told me it gets funny. Okay. I will say I was sent a screenshot that um, did like brighten my heart several months ago of a scene that I have not seen yet. Just with the caption, the show gets so fucking wild. Okay. Yeah. So... Shout Any- out to listener Andy who sent that to me. Oh, nice. Um, anyway. Love you all. I hope you have a good day. And I hope that if you take medication, you remember to take your meds today. And I hope that... Oh my god, I'm so out of practice. I don't really know what I hope for, but I hope I hope you dance. Yeah, in the rain. I hope you dance. I hope you dance. Jesse, did you see that there's... If you're in the there's... music industry, send me to your label. What? Did you see that there's a movie on Disney Plus called Sneakerella? Yeah, and did you see that the hit um, anthem, Sneaker Night, doesn't appear once on the soundtrack? No, I did not, but I it's... just wanted to make sure you were aware. Oh, did I tell you I watched Lemonade Mouth earlier <gasps> this week? Did you love it? I mean, I've seen it multiple times before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yes, there... I loved it just as much. That's how down bad I've been. I've been watching fucking Lemonade Mouth at one in the morning. You know what? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, It really made me want to turn the world into a dance floor. And determinate? To determinate. Um, also, could I one last thing? Like, this isn't a lemonade mouth podcast. It should be, but um, it's so funny that everyone has like these huge problems in their lives, and one's whole problem is I have a hot stepmom that I don't like. I know. When my car got totaled, the tow truck driver told me to take like anything of value out of my car, or like anything I wanted to keep in case like when we tow it to the body shop there they just like get rid of it and i was like all right and i was like anything of value okay gotta make sure i take my lemonade mouth cd and my first four volume of glee cds leave those in the car leave those (laughs) in the car babe i need you to put those back i need you to run to the impound lot and put those back (laughs) 
No. The hold Ryan Murphy still has over you, and it breaks my heart. Honestly, when I'm having a bad day, I put on that Glee that Glee playlist. I haven't watched Glee in like probably over a year. That's really powerful. That cannot be true. It is. I swear to God. Based on how many yeah. times it was referenced in the early months of this podcast, the timeline's not adding up. Yeah, actually, maybe a little less than a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Slay, okay. hunty. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be here anymore. Um, oh, oh, one last huge thing. Um that happened to me just today, actually. Um, I saw the new Doctor Strange. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't want it spoiled, like, don't listen for a second. But it was really crazy because, you know, the whole thing's like they're in the multiverse of madness or whatever. So they're going to different universes. And, like, there were some crazy cameos. Like, I could not believe when Doctor Strange showed up and saved the airplane that Dr. Bowman was on. <laughs> And then they did, like, a little fist bump and said, fuck HIPAA. And then Doctor Strange left. Is he a doctor so, like, in the same way that Doctor Fields is a doctor? Um, Like, doctor's his first name. Yes, but also he's a surgeon. And a magician. I've still never seen a Marvel movie except for the animated Spider-Man. I envy that for you. I just really needed to see a movie today, and that was, like, the only movie that's on that's not, I either haven't seen or that I have any... Like, I wasn't going to see Father Stew, you know? Like, I, I have one standard. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good. I will say, after, you know, no Jamie Lee Curtis, but after seeing Everything Everywhere all at once, um, the new Doctor Strange is borderline derivative and boring. Mm. I have heard um, that movie is really good from a I lot of people. I loved that. I'm actually considering seeing it again tomorrow. Wow. 